Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum from the Brooklyn Kitchen, a cooking store located at 100 Frost Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Join me every Wednesday as I talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. Feast Your Ears is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member-supported radio station that's devoted to all things food. Please help us and help me and help us all keep HRN alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. And uh, if you don't donate, they might shock me. So, you know, if I scream out in the middle of the episode, you'll, you'll know you need to donate more to prevent me from being harmed. It's not actually true, but they're threatening to do that. Today is episode number, I believe, 37 um, of Feast Your Ears. And I'm in the studio today being joined by Vanessa Lee. Um, thank you, Vanessa, for Hi. joining me. Vanessa is <laughs> a model here in New York, um, although she was born in London, um, mm-hmm. and has her own cooking show on YouTube where she cooks with and interviews other models. Sounds so fancy. <laughs> cooking show. I feel like Martha Stewart. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for joining me um, today. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> tell me a little bit more about the show. I mean, what... What, how did you create it? The show, and you know, I've watched a couple episodes now, and it's essentially you visiting colleagues of yours, right? right? right. And cooking. They, they decide on the dish to cook. Mm-hmm. So, um, first and foremost, I should start by saying I can't cook to save my life. <laughs> I'm the most, like, I'm the opposite to everyone else. I don't know anything to cook just because my mom, growing up, my mom was an amazing at cooking. So, I grew up in a house, and also she's an Asian tiger mom. So, it's kind of like you, you like, she puts food on the table, you eat it. And uh, I, then I moved here like eight months ago and I had to kind of figure it out. And up until that point, it was always like, just throw, throw something in like pasta, eggs, that kind of stuff, really simple stuff. And then, um, I moved in with my friend who is vegan. And so she grew up the opposite way where she was always learning how to cook. So that was the first thing she started introducing me to like, re- like just like knowing what's in your food. And mm. like, it sounds really lame, but kind of like health consciousness. And I was like, Oh, look, kale, that looks interesting. I'll <laughs> give that a shot. And then, yeah. So that was the first thing I started to learn how to cook. Um, and and just kind of yeah getting into I guess the food trends and then the second thing was I started watching Casey Neistat videos which I know is cliche um, so then the two things kind of combined at the same time I was like oh I want to kind of make videos and vlogs and then I mean his videos are really cool I mean they're exciting right, and interesting right, right. I first found I remember I first found him actually during Hurricane Sandy oh, okay. he was on a bicycle yeah. biking around New York right 
with making videos of what like was happening, key. of the water yeah. pouring into the battery tunnel. I mean, like, yeah. you know, of all that stuff and documenting that. And I thought that was really interesting. And now, obviously, he's parlayed that right. years later into an action brand. Or, right, you know. right, right. Yeah. So for me, I wanted to kind of combine the two where it's like lifestyle and it's food, but it's in a really organic, very natural way. Like, as you can see in the videos, it's, there's nothing. I haven't got anything fancy, no fancy equipment, no editing. It's just really like I literally use iPhone and my iMove, um, I, uh, my, my mobile phone. Yeah. And I just go to like friends' houses and I film one friend per video. I try to do two a week uh, if I can. Um, and That's it's just pretty busy. Whatever they, yeah, and it's whatever they make, whatever they want to make, whatever. And there's no like, it's not like it has to be healthy. It doesn't have to be anything. So, I mean, I say that I probably should limit myself because the other day, <laughs> no, the other week, it was like three banana breads in the space of like two days. And I was like, oh my God, my liver. Like, I was like dying. My entire body was just like too much. But um, yeah, it's really fun. It's kind of like cribs. I kind of, I like the idea of it being like Martha Stewart. And this is me really, really being ambitious here. Like Martha Stewart meets Casey Neistat meets Amy Schumer humor. So it's like just just a different approach to food because I feel like right. if you go on the Food Network there's nothing for like people my age who just love food and there's nothing it's all very much like barefoot Contessa and right. here's one I made earlier right. that's not real no they're very real I mean I, I really I enjoy the fact that they're just in the kitchen yeah you know, they're, I mean they're they're not on a set right, they're not right. you know it's just in whoever's kitchen you're cooking with um, yeah. you you went to one really beautiful house in Ridgewood um, oh, and we were talking yeah, about yeah. how amazing it was <laughs> you yeah. know they live in this beautiful house um, I mean that that for me actually brings up a, a, something that I wanted to talk talk about moving mm-hmm. more, I guess, to talk a little bit more about modeling right. and that world. Um, you know, the, I feel like the lay person's vision into modeling is something like America's next top model, right? right? right where, right. you know, and I don't know if the modeling world actually exists in that way where mm-hmm. you have a bunch of models living together yep. and working together sort of all the time. Is that, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, like, so we do, what happens is when you start modeling, generally you're put into, you're placed into different cities and you start traveling and in the main cities you have model apartments, which is what America's next top model is modeled um on but uh, what the difference is that that is very much for tv it's never sure. a penthouse uh, it's yeah, usually like a one bedroom apartment in a, in a nice location because they want you to be safe but uh you probably share like a one bedroom apartment with like six to eight girls in one wow. room and like one bathroom one kitchen and so it's very much like you're young most of the time you know it's like, like dormitory yeah it's like dormitory yeah. except most of the girls don't speak english or you all come from different backgrounds and you you're just kind of thrown into this situation so um it's yeah yeah. It's definitely not glamorous. I don't know if you've ever tried sharing a bathroom with eight girls, but it is hard. <laughs> I lived in a yeah. I lived in an apartment in college and there were ten of us and there right. were I think we had two bathrooms, I think, but I think it was I think it was seven seven girls and three guys. Yeah. Um and that definitely is not not a yeah. I know I don't want to return to living with nine other people, yeah. I don't think, anytime soon. No, it's like I I didn't even know that humans could do the things that I have seen. I was like, what is going on right now? Like who left this situation in the bathroom? Like just, I don't, I'm like, do you realize that other people are here? Like, it's just shocking. Just the stuff that people leave behind. I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, I, I, at, re- at restaurants, you know, you always see in the bathroom, mm-hmm. the sign in the bathroom that says, please don't throw paper towels in right, the toilet. And right, I, right. every time I see one of those, I think, who does that yeah. at home? Yeah. Who comes into the bathroom? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. throw everything in the toilet. It doesn't make any sense. Or like wash your hands. And I'm right. like, who doesn't wash my... That's what <laughs> exactly. I'm concerned about. Yeah, like, sure. what? <laughs> no, it's true. It's a bit crazy. So in those situations, though, when you do have women from from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. from different countries who may not even speak the same language... Mm-hmm. Um, did, have you found in your experience that there is a lot of sharing of food and that people are learning about different cultures' food in those situations? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes one way or another. I think, obviously, the, um, 
not everyone can kind of eat pizza and, and pasta and all those kind of things. So generally, I'd say like 85, 80 to 90% of people, they either you learn quick or you just have, you, you already are very health conscious. So you either kind of, if you get along with your roommates, generally you'll like have like cooked dinner, you'll like cook dinners together and snacks together and share that kind of stuff if you even eat (laughs) or it's the opposite where you know you'll have like one girl who kind of just eats whatever she wants put stuff in the fridge and then actually other girls will steal your food like I've been in model apartments where there are signs saying please do not touch my food or like where you've had to label my milk carton or this is so and so's food and it's just like you would never think that would happen but it does happen right so I mean yeah. Depends. So so let's talk about I mean modeling and, and eating. Obviously yeah. the the current um I guess sort of genre or the current view of models is very skinny. Right. Um and so you mentioned, you know, some girls don't eat yep. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is the is the skinniness or weight or sort of body type something that in modeling is very, very sort of is it under a watchful eye? I mean, is, are, the ma- are the management companies talking to you? Like if you, you know, if you look like you're a little heavier than you were before? Um, it depends. I mean, it depends on several factors. I think overall though, uh, like I know, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of talk about like, yeah, it's changing and, oh, we have support and we, and all this stuff. Um, no, it's not hmm. like, yes, on the surface, things are different and it's better. And you have girls like Carly Kloss, who were kind of like a, a the, the poster child for like, like health and wholesome, like fitness, wellness, eating well, but still being slim. But overall, you still need to be, and I, and this is my own phrase, hungry looking, because I think that's what mm-hmm. it is. You do, you have to be very slim, you, and it's kind of like, it depends on which agency and what kind of model you are. Some models right. are show girls and they have to be extremely thin. They're the girls who are really like... When you say show girls, you mean walking the runway? Right. They're the ones who you kind of, when you think of modeling, that's what you think of. And then there are other girls who are more commercial or just do like money jobs or do other things, and so they don't need to have that pressure. So it really depends on what type of model you are, but overall, is there pressure? Absolutely. Um, but it is just that skinniness, on how you it. especially in the um, in the runways type of modeling, is that driven by the clothing designers? Um, no, to be honest, it, I think for me in my experience, I think it's a combination of um, of kind of it's people in like, and that's the thing. It's not, it's very much blood. Like it's very like it's a very. Uh, gray area you never really know where it's coming from because sometimes you'll go I, I've been on fittings before or jobs where the clients will go oh it's so nice to see a model who isn't like starving like you can tell you're not sick you're just naturally skinny <laughs> but then having said that I've also been on castings or jobs where you know they want they, they've made the samples at, like at a child size so I think it kind of depends on the person but overall I would just say it's just in general there is still this really bad um, kind of I don't know how to explain it, like a a really bad expectation that being super, super, super skinny is expensive. And therefore that's what you should all want to be, want to be and do. I just think that in general, the majority still think that that's the ideal beauty, if that makes sense. Right. And so, I mean, have you found with, with either with yourself or with your colleagues that, that there, that, that pressure is hard. I mean, that, that there is pressure to not eat or there is pressure to keep yourself 
skinnier than you feel like is comfortable yeah i mean i i feel like such a douchebag for saying this but like i have always been slim and it's just genetics i blame being asian <laughs> most people just say it's just genetics so i've never felt like that and then the other thing is that i've just I, my my personality is just very much like if i want to eat i'm gonna eat like i i don't like being told like you can't do something so um i've i of course like it it has crossed my mind like oh yeah you should probably like eat kale more than you should have pizza but as a whole the pressure hasn't really got to me but right. has it got to a lot of my friends absolutely i'd say 95 percent of my friends if they don't have an issue with their food in terms of being like obsessive being healthy then they they have had some kind of problem in the past um and it's just it it's i hate using the word just but it's true it's just the way that the job is and it's right. just the way that the whole thing is you know you you end up associating eating healthy being skinny working out with success because that's kind of the way it happens right the slimmer you are the more jobs you book and the prettier you are and the more followers you get and so it's like a cycle where you never really no one's ever telling you stop like put yourself forward like like look after yourself it's it's very much like oh if you are this slim you will do this well yeah i mean i one of the things i really like about your show on youtube is that it is showing models eating right because we yeah. do have you know there is this thing okay they need to be really skinny yeah they must not eat yeah and you know i would hope that your show has the opportunity to address some of those issues as well that yeah. may even come up for the models themselves yeah. right about not people not seeing them eat or seeing them right cook. yeah no and it's so true because um that's another thing that i thought of as well like i i really want it to be as real as possible so for example one of my friends um annika she was on the show and she she's a high fashion model she's now that she's in the new face of dior so so for her yeah like being healthy and slim is part of her job but you can see she eats like she has like a kale salad and she's not there lying saying oh i'm having a burger no right. she's not having a burger she's having a kale salad but then on the other hand you have my other friend um sam or my other friend maya who's like you know what i'm gonna make a brownie and i'm gonna make this and i'm gonna make that you know and if you listen to it you know i'll say like oh yeah this is so-and-so's cheat day meal or so-and-so is gonna work out after this it's very much like we say it as it is um but yeah i i definitely think it's it's one of the things I, I'm really happy about is that, yeah, it can show that we do eat. And as a whole, like, whether or not we're, we're eating a lot or we're eating a little bit, whatever, or we're eating right. healthy, we do eat in general. Sure. Yeah. Um, in the in the realm of being, you know, as a model, you have a public face, right? Certainly, I mean, your friend Monica, who's the face of Dior, right? Right. Um, you know, is it is it hard to go out to eat at a restaurant? Is it, you know, do you, do you worry that people are going to see you? I mean, in, in the, for you and then also just in the industry. I think it's something that definitely crosses your mind, especially in New York. Um, so I started modeling in Europe originally, um, part-time, and it's definitely not, like, modeling isn't a career that it's very much like, oh, yeah, you're doing modeling now, but you're going to do something afterwards, right? And in New York City, something I've noticed is that people really respect modeling as a career. It's like, oh, she's a model. Um, so I think there are certain, there are a few hotspots, uh, places like Dimes, The Butcher's Daughter. I'm not getting paid to say this, by the way. Those are genuinely <laughs> hot spots. You go there, you will see a Victoria's Secret sure. model. Um, and I think being like, I mean, oh, yeah, it's healthy food anyway, so you're going to see models there anyway, but it's very much like a place to be seen. And yeah, when models get together, they will, all, like nine times out of 10, they'll say those, they'll say, yeah, let's meet up there instead of going like, somewhere that isn't I guess cool because right. you can Instagram there and you can tag yeah. and you can be seen there and you never know who you're going to bump into. And so I mean it, that that sort of brings my next question which is about sort of a work life balance right. right? So you know at a certain point if that's your you know it's all work right mm -hmm. um, do you find it's like a tiring sort of feeling like you know that if you're going out with your friends who are models and you need to be Instagramming and tagging mm -hmm. and those things is that you know is it tiring? Do you ever long to just like 
go out in the woods alone and like, get away <laughs> go into the woods i don't like the woods so i'm good um for me it doesn't feel tiring i really like the other my other interests are like tech and social media and like really boring like subjects so for me it's fine and i love food so for me it doesn't feel like uh it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like work at all um the way i see it is that if you don't enjoy it you're not going to do well in it so if i don't want to post something i won't do it i think it's better to be silent than to than to do something which isn't authentic um because i'm just going to kick myself afterwards if i post something um but yeah i think yeah i know some people who maybe it doesn't come as naturally to them i have a friend of mine who's always like oh i have to post something on instagram today but i don't want to and i'm like then just don't do it you know but maybe not not i mean some people are just i mean i'm just really opinionated i'm I'm just like, oh my god, I want to do whatever I want. Maybe not everyone. Well, I mean, so far, so far it seems to have worked, worked out well for you. Thanks, you. Um, Thanks. We're going to take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors here at Heritage Radio. And when we come back, Vanessa and I will continue talking about modeling and tech and cooking. <laughs> Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at internationalculinarycenter.com. Welcome back to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and I, today I'm speaking with Vanessa Lee, uh, model, YouTube cooking host, tech disruptor, Ooh. potentially. Um, you can follow <laughs> Vanessa on social media and check out her feeds at Vanessa Lee VL. Thank you. Um, definitely uh, go go there and, and check it out. Um, actually, today, uh, in advance of the show, Vanessa posted a picture of some really awesome looking chocolate dipped watermelon, mm-hmm. right? Um, that another a model colleague of yours made. Yeah, we were filming, and then after the like, sometimes after you film something, you're like, okay, I want something else, and uh, yeah, we made the dish, and then we were like, we want something sweet, and normally I would be like, let's just go get like chocolate cake or something because I'm awful but uh yeah we had some watermelon we had some dark chocolate and then we had like nuts and we were like okay let's do something and then yeah so that was just sort of like an off the cuff idea Mm -hmm. yeah everything is pretty much off the cuff (laughs) I have no like scheduling and organization is just not in my nature I don't know why I mean that's one of the fun things about about being in that environment though mm-hmm. right is that you, there is a creativity there where yeah. you decide oh well, what do we have to work with i mean yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. a shoot last week for for facebook live from mike.com on on facebook and i did a uh, basil infused vodka oh. and then after the shoot i looked around and i was like wait i have tomatoes and i have mozzarella so right. i did a caprese salad <gasps> martini oh now it had a slice of tomato and a slice of mozzarella oh, so with the basil infused vodka oh, so it was like I a salad that. yeah but it winning. was a drink yeah it's great <laughs> 
Um, so I w- you know, modeling is obviously, uh, you know, mostly a career for young people. Um, and that's what I hear these yeah. days. I wouldn't know since I'm a hundred. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, you know, do you see yourself being in, in modeling as a career sort of, you know, for, for long term, or do you think that, you know, what, I mean, in your experience, what do folks who essentially age out do? Do they stay in the entertainment industry as agents or things like that? And is that where you see yourself going eventually? I think that's definitely an option, which I think is actually a really good job, to be honest. Um, I don't know if it's for me, but I think with this job, you get, um, the way I look at it is that you get a lot of time, which is probably the best, the, luck, the most luxurious thing you can have in life. Um, just to kind of figure out what you want to do when you have freedom to think about it and freedom to travel and like explore what you want to, what you like, and what you don't like. Um, for me, I, I love my job. Um, I love traveling and I love that I get to kind of do things like my videos because I have the time and I have the financial means to kind of just figure out what I want to do without worrying so much as someone else would. Um, but having said that i i love tech i love economics i love writing i um did journalism in school so for me i i see myself moving into like later on moving into things like maybe videos or hosting or um something in tech or startups like those are all kind of it's all very much like up in the air so i'm kind of using this time uh to kind of do side projects like my videos and and see where that takes me and just kind of figure it out i don't have a set set route or a set plan um but i definitely think that modeling is something like you said it's for a young person so while i'm young or at least while the botox is still working um <laughs> i'm just gonna ride it out and just do it and it's going well so so far um and then yeah like ha- have have other things in mind um but yeah i definitely think that people some people kind of yeah they become agents and some people become actresses and some people just model forever <laughs> Um, in a, in a set of uh, pre-show questions, I asked if you preferred a table for one or dinner party, mm-hmm. and you said dinner party. And then yeah. I also asked if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? And I feel like your answer would be a really interesting dinner party if you oh, set it up that thank way. Thank you. Um, you want to help me set it up? Absolutely. Do you know them? So, so I mean, I think that uh, – so, Vanessa, um, you had said that you would like to have dinner with potentially singly, but I think a dinner party would be really interesting. Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, Malcolm Gladwell, and Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx, yep. which I just sort of – I have this now, this vision. I, really I, I would love. I would love to be invited to that dinner party. So would so I. Put it out there. Um, I think it would be fascinating. Um, I have. I have met only one of the people on your list. <gasps> Who did you meet? I've met Martha a couple of times. Oh my god! Yeah, I saw her outside a. Um, a do you say an elevator or a lift? Elevator. Elevator. I saw her. I mean, you can say lift too. You're... Oh, okay. So I saw her outside <laughs> of one, and I. I never get starstruck. I just. I couldn't. I just stood there, and I was like, Oh my god. And then, of course, classic millennial move. I get out my phone to Snapchat her and she turns around and she just stares me down. And I was like, oh, my God, my phone just like melted in my hand. <laughs> She's just got like something about her. She's like so cool. And like just she just like such a like she just goes for it. Like, I love it. She just has like everything. I don't know. There's just something about her. She's just awesome. And um, as you can probably tell with all of those people, they're kind of, as Malcolm Gladwell would say, they're all outliers. Um, right. <laughs> they're all like disruptors and they're all like entrepreneurs. And I don't know. I just think that they, each one of them has something really interesting. They all came from a certain, they all had a certain struggle or a certain unique story and unique journey. And I like what they all do. They all go for what they want and they've all been successful in a different in a way that's different to everyone else. Um, right. Martha Stewart, obviously, I think she she has a kind of a, a story that I would love to use as like a inspiration, I guess, um, just in the sense that she wanted she wanted to do X Y Z and she did it in a way that no one else thought. So you know, she was in finance and then she 
okay, we went to jail and she did food, <laughs> but she makes it cool. And I just think that's awesome because she's in, essentially, she's a, it's like a, a glorified homemaker. She's made that a cool thing to do. Like I know people who are like, I love Martha Stewart. And when you ask them why they're like, I don't know why she made it accessible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she did. She but made it accessible and she presented this idea. I think that, that having a dinner party was something to aspire to. Absolutely. But not in like a mumsy way. It's just right. in a cool way. Um, Jamie Foxx, I just think is awesome because I, I heard a podcast that he did with Tim Ferriss and I was like, wow, like I didn't really know much about him before that. And then I just, after hearing that, I was like, this guy is awesome. And then I was like, actually, you know, it's just interesting because he's an actor, but he actually has a, there's a lot more to it than just acting. Malcolm Gladwell, he's my favorite author. I've, re- I've read all his books and I just think he's got a fascinating outlook on life. Elon Musk, I mean, he's basically a superhero. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just people who are just interesting and different and uh, I think they're just exciting. They they think differently to other people and I think at a dinner table with food, I mean, carbs and clever people, how can you go wrong? Right. I mean, if, if any if anybody listening has a connection to yeah. people and can help Vanessa Throw it at me, this by together, all means. Uh, I mean, I, I also think that, you know, I think that the, one of the great things about the, the, the setup of your show is that you could, I mean, in fact, do that with any of those people, right? I mean, how cool would it <laughs> really? be for you and your... Yeah. I mean, seriously, why not? I, you and your iPhone and Martha Stewart's kitchen to interview knows. her. About- <laughs> no, but the, the, the thing is, like, if I ever had the chance to actually speak to her, um, I would straight up, I would just ask her, which I probably would, they, she would probably be like, no. <laughs> but I would just ask her because I figured why, I just figure why not? Like, you never know. So, yeah. yeah. So, do you feel like now you have learned about cooking, do you cook at home now? Have you? Did you cook any of the dishes that you've learned from your? From I do. Your colleagues? Yeah, um, I can make very. <laughs> yeah, um, I've pretty much tried all of them. Um, I've only failed at making one of them, which was my friend's corn soup. Um, yeah, I'm just not very good at everything but um yeah definitely and i like the idea i like the fact that it's very simple and in the in the videos i i I, i'm always like asking like my friend says oh you're always mocking yourself because i'm always like oh i had no idea you could make that but it's true and i think um i try and simplify everything and i think the the people i've chosen they've kind of simplified it too so yeah i mean it's kind of all stuck with me i think the best thing that i made was a zucchini brownie which i learned the recipe off my friend through it through the videos um and yeah, now I have extra weight because of it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of that, do you do you consider yourself to be like perpetually on a diet? No, no. <laughs> I if I'm on a diet, it is literally a icy food diet, and then I eat it. It's seafood. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's the diet that no one else is on. It's just me. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that you know that's that's nice to hear. I mean uh, you know as someone I grew up uh, I grew up heavyset as a kid mm-hmm. and went to Weight Watchers mm-hmm. with my mom when I was like eleven. Yeah, um, and still have a lot of you know a, a lot of that stuff comes up in yeah. my brain um, because there are the sort of like the societal pressures right, for absolutely. thinness yeah. or for losing weight. Um, yeah. You know I, I had a, a guest on this show talking about body issues um, right. last season or maybe it was even the, the season before that. Um, you know talking about how in some cases it's actually a bad thing you know you you go and you know she had had a an issue where she took her mother to the doctor and the the nurse said oh you look so thin but i mean her mother had cancer you know it was not like the the sort of like people just talk about thinness as a something and and to be fair like i I laugh and joke about like oh yeah and i i first like i i keep i always say this i'm really lucky but at the same time i try and be sensitive to the fact that yeah some people do struggle with their weight and it and it isn't health it isn't healthy to be super skinny and it is it, it also isn't healthy to be 
too big. Sure. So I, ju- I overall, like, I understand and I do think, yeah, like, I try and promote, like, being healthy. But I also just think it's a balance. Like, if you want to eat something, I really believe just eat it because life is really short. Absolutely. And, uh, like, for me, I grew up in the sense that, like, it w- like, in England, you grow up and you have supper, you have dinner, and then you always finish with a treat. So you associate it with like a I don't know like a, it's like a comforting feeling and just like you I grew up on kind of heavy pub like really rich food like pies and we had like shepherd's pie fish and chips like sausages and mash like really heavy heavy food that like is just comfort food right um stick, so, to, stick to your ribs as they yeah, say exactly. yeah exactly and like all my favorite places to eat and that was one of the things I was like oh god he's gonna ask me my favorite restaurants and I'm gonna be like <laughs> um I just lo- I, like I love all of that so I do think it's good to like I just I indulge all the time i indulge and have those things anytime i want to but having said that i do think especially now i know more about salads and kales and like superfoods it's also good to have a balance of those things um i think for me as we're as we know we're almost out of time but i think sort of wrapping up i think it's uh, you know it's important um for everybody to to recognize that you know, modeling is a, a career that people mm-hmm. can have. And I'm wondering if you have any suggestions for people who might be interested in that, in, um, in, in that as a career. But I also think it's important. I really, I really, um, one of the things you said really struck me, which is that you're able to use it because you have time. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the career of modeling, right, there's yeah. time traveling, yep. there's time spent on set waiting, mm-hmm. there's time spent in fittings or waiting yep. for fittings and a lot of that stuff. And I, I really admire that, you know, it's not, you know, you don't just sit there and say, oh, I'm bored or I'm just yeah. looking at my phone or I'm playing a game yep. that you're using that time and that you understand that else. you see that, that, that time is something that is valuable yeah, for you absolutely. as an opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I would, you know, I'm curious, is there, is there anything you would say to someone who, you know, perhaps has heard this and thinks, oh, maybe modeling is something I'd be interested in given um, that? I, I fell into it. I was scattered. So I, it wasn't something I like went into. Um, so maybe I wouldn't say, like aspire to do modeling but i think if it comes your way and it is an opportunity just be prepared to have something else along alongside of it i think if you just focus on modeling if you just have it i've seen what it does to people um and it's not good because then that's when you have so much free time it becomes a burden instead of a luxury and Mm. you start to overthink and overanalyze everything and then you're like oh should i my agency said this and my polaroids were like this and then that's kind of where problems kind of start to arise because you have all this free time if you have 24 hours in a day and half an hour of it is spent at a casting and then you have nothing else going on of course you're going to be like oh maybe that casting went wrong because I'm not skinny enough and then you know your mind starts to wonder not just about weight but just in general um, especially because generally you're young and you're alone most of the time you don't really have like a support system of people who could be like no you're fine so I would say if you're going to do it or if you are in it make sure you have something else whether it's like you're studying or you have work or you have a hobby just have something else going on because that is going to be the backbone to your sanity um for me it was like videos but before this i was studying i always had something else going on and i think that's kind of kept me relatively sane um but definitely yeah it's it's important because this isn't forever but also just for yourself to keep your mind going it's good to have something else going on I think that's uh, that's great advice. Thank you. Um, so we're we're pretty much out of time. Do you have anything else that you wanted to to mention to to people who are listening? Any other things going on? How do people find you on YouTube? So um, if you type in my name Vanessa V A N E S S A L E E, there is my 
my uh, channel, which will come up. Um, but mainly I use, I do everything through Instagram. So if you type in, yeah, like you said, my handle, um, I'm on there and I link uh, all my videos whenever I post them, which is twice a week. Um, and yeah, I just keep everyone updated through that really. And yeah, I hope you'll, I hope you'll follow me and watch my videos. And if you have any, anything you want to share or you have any, um, just like comments or anything like by all means like I always I speak to everyone feel free to slide into my DM especially if you know any of my dream dinner dinner guests yeah <laughs> dinner party guests that would be awesome great well thanks so much Vanessa thank you thank you for listening today to Feast Your Ears a uh, big thank you to Kristen Baylor who's my producer here and David Tadashore for engineering um, a reminder to everybody if you will be in New York on July 19th we are hosting Sumo Stew number 8 where we serve uh delicious food and we watch live sumo from japan during the grand tournament that's happening over there that day that will be at the brooklyn brewery um on the 19th of july and you can find more information at the brooklynkitchen.com about that uh and please uh follow us um on heritageradionetwork.org and on itunes and you can follow me on instagram at the foodballer thanks very much talk to you next week Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.